0: I was doing research slash at first I was thinking about toxic masculinity and originally this topic this episode was going to be about why I would never date a toxic man for obvious reasons of course but just going into more details about the day-to-day life but then um you know my brain just crisscrossed and it was then I started thinking about how women actually promote toxic masculinity so we're gonna take a, a a pretty i think a deep dive today keep listening and let's keep talking welcome back to qt with the pod my name is quenisha and i am your host welcome back I'm happy to have you back here with me to have another conversation. If you are not following me on Instagram, please be sure to do so at BitQee and at QT with a pot. Don't worry. Both will be linked below. Don't worry. Um so today I want to talk about how women promote toxic masculinity. And I I want this I want this to be the last time I talk about this. But will it be? I don't know. Um so even so when I was thinking about it I'm on TikTok of course doing my academic research and there's this tr- trend going and it's like name the red flags. I think I talked about it. I don't think I talked about it on my podcast, but before there was name red flags in men that if you see them you will not date them. And So a man did the reverse, the opposite, and he was like, what are red flags in women that if you see it in women, you won't date them. So I haven't really seen any men stitch that video and give any clear red flags, but I have seen girls do it where they give like friendship red flags, like I won't be a girl's friend if she does this or this or this. And it was also different because it was more so when women are naming red flags in men, they are naming abusive things like signs of a controlling man or signs of an abusive man um, like just things that don't make this man a decent human being none of them were just like if he plays video games i won't date him which i'm sure they're out there but those aren't the popular ones so i think it's safe to assume that the biggest red flags are those of like an abusive a controlling a narcissistic man things like that But I did see one man do it for a woman, but it was, it was actually, no, 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 no it wasn't a man. It was a a gay woman who did it for women, for other men and gay women, I guess. And she said that if a woman doesn't have many friends, that's a red flag, which that can be, I'm sure you guys know, I don't have many friends and I have said that many times. So I don't think that's a red flag. Um, And uh, something else, I don't even remember. But the point is, like, red flags in women aren't those that will, that have the potential to ruin your life. So I thought about that, and yeah, so then I started thinking about, well, I saw this other... Yes. Okay. So I saw this other TikTok where, and I played it for you guys two episodes ago, I think where it was talking about how this mom was yelling at her son for talking to a girl and basically raising a toxic man. So, Mothers promote toxic masculinity with their children and so on and so on. It, it, it progresses throughout society. So let's jump into what exactly is toxic masculinity. So one definition that I wrote down is that it is cultural norms that hinder men from exposing emotion that enable them to be power hungry, controlling, violent, narcissistic, etc. And being a toxic man can also result in the domination and the devaluation of women, even if these women are their partners. So I took different pieces from different websites that I was reading from and kind of came up with my own. Um, and then some of the things that go along with being like, I guess, masculine. So now not even toxic masculinity, but what do we as a society consider masculine? So if a man is a breadwinner um he's a protector he's a leader we say that's a masculine man for the most part now some if a man does not have those traits so if a man is emotional and compassionate caring as a society we don't value that man and we don't value that man's contributions to society at all because those are the things that we seek in women so if a man is not powerful we don't respect them if a man seeks to understand as a society and i'm speaking generally we do not value them so that can obviously show you why men are Men feel pressure to act a certain way or be a certain way because they aren't valued if they do something else. So they are holding back from showing any signs of quote unquote weakness or femininity. They are repressing themselves in a sense and that shows up in violent acts. So we have men who are just very, very violent and do fucked up shit and it's not nice um, so physical dominance, aggression, or even an inward. So those are outward expressions and or they can have a more inward expression of repression, being that they are depressed, they are addicted to some sort of substance, or even go as far as committing suicide. So I think that's all I had to say about toxic masculinity slash masculinity. So yeah, we, we want men to be a certain way. Men try to stay a certain way, therefore repressing all parts of themselves because everyone is masculine and feminine in some sort. But men who are toxic choose to push down on their femininity so that they can be more masculine. But why is that? Because again, everything comes from something. Nothing comes from nothing. So I can speak from, I can't speak on white men really, but I can speak on black boys because I've seen them at home and in school, of course, and Hispanic boys because I've seen them in school. And I'm speaking from a teacher's perspective and even thinking about the way I handled certain situations. So generally speaking, boys can't show emotion. Like Like literally when I thought about it and I think about the things I've heard throughout my life It's wrong for boys to show emotion So if they show love for a girl, like if they are in love with a girl, they're simping If they are scared of something, they're pussies If they are excited for something like they feel joyful, that can possibly be taken as them being gay If they are crying because of pain it's an over-exaggeration like I don't know if this is just a a black thing or not but like just thinking when your mom spanks you whoops your butt and you're crying and she said she or he your dad she or he may say keep crying or I'll give you something to cry about or stop crying before I give you something to cry about you're crying for no reason invalidating their pain like whoopings hurt like people are supposed to cry like what if you whoop someone it hurts they're gonna cry but having them repress that telling them don't cry it doesn't hurt that does something to their mental you know like the in just thinking it can lead to like major health issues later on in the future like imagine if a man is feeling something and he's just like no this is nothing that's not pain i can handle it And then it turns out to be toe cancer or something. I don't know. But just repressing pain. So whatever emotions, so I'm naming these good emotions, bad emotions, neutral emotions. They can be taken any other kind of way except masculine. And then when they do have outbursts, so let's say when they do have outbursts, let me say, say my statement first. When they do have outbursts, we tend to almost validate them. A boy hits a girl, he likes you, that's the reason he's being mean to you. Um, we validate them or ignore them. A boy falls off the playground, I feel like I would tell him, Shake it off, like it's okay, like, you know, go rinse it off. I wouldn't I wouldn't give him compassion. I wouldn't be like, Oh my god, are you okay? But if a girl fell off the playground, skinned her knee, you know what? No, not me personally. I'm thinking back to my teaching days. I feel like I told them both like it's okay because if you make a big deal out of it, then they start crying and I can't have that. So it truly depends. But generally speaking, we are more likely to comfort a crying woman than we are a crying man, just like we're more likely to comfort a crying girl more than we are to comfort a crying boy. So even not acknowledging their pain or making excuses for their aggression, we as a society are promoting toxic masculinity. I hate, excuse me, I hate to tell you sis, but it's the truth. So that's when they're children. And I'm sure there are so many other examples I could name, but ju- that just think about that. Like, think about a classroom setting. Think about your family members if you can relate so the second part well the next part I want to touch on is adult men and women because I mean yes it starts in childhood but how does it how does it perpetuate itself into adulthood so I'm thinking about like even things I see in potential mates, like, what do I see in men that I'm just like, he has to have these traits in order to be considered as masculine. And I had to stop myself because, like, in the, I had to stop myself because I found myself looking for that toxic man, in a sense, because... The the toxic masculine man, because that is what I deemed as masculine. So I had to definitely stop myself. And I had to think about, like, why I didn't want to be with a toxic man. Now I've never. A toxic masculine man, not a toxic. There's a difference between a toxic man and a toxic masculine man, I think. Maybe, possibly. Give me time to think about that. Am I just saying the same thing? If a man is toxic. But a man can be toxic and not be super masculine. All right. Anyways, reasons I would never want to date a toxic man. So kind of going to my point. And yeah, I stand by these. Now, there are more, but I wrote some down. Um, One, I would probably want to do like a spa day with my boyfriend slash husband. Like do face masks and like paint my nails if you want to paint your nails sure we can um but I mean I would have more purpose like it it serves a purpose for me um so things like that like sometimes you want to do girl stuff with your boyfriend and if my boyfriend feels like now he is gay or I his sexuality is threatened because he has a face mask on we can't be together, sis, because you too fragile. I was also looking at fragile masculinity. So now that I'm not reading it and talking about it, I guess that that is what it is. So toxic masculinity can create fragile masculinity. But yeah, you can't feel threatened because you put a face mask on because I don't feel like my sexuality is threatened if I pick up a football, like grow up. Second reason, I won't be able to cry in front of them. So It seems as though men who are overly masculine, they wouldn't know what to do if you are crying. So if I'm sad about something and I do want to talk about it, they just tell me to suck it up and get over it instead of actually listening to me and comforting me and possibly helping me come up with a solution if that's the purpose of that conversation. So just even expressing emotion at all. um, Toxic masculinity will not allow me to even openly communicate with this partner either. Maybe this partner who is a toxic masculine man. I feel like I have to say toxic masculine man most likely does not value communication for not for no purpose but you know communication that doesn't I I see like we would I I feel like a quote-unquote toxic masculine man would thrive in business for instance because they don't have to worry about emotions and they do play a game and they do it just doesn't yeah, okay, back to my point. Communication. I won't be able to communicate with this man, communicate feelings, vice versa. He won't be able to do the same thing with me. Therefore, without communication, relationship sucks. I'm sure all of you know that. Um, Me being me, I have a problem with communication. So I cannot be with someone that can't communicate because I, I need to be with someone that I know if I say something, they'll help me kind of. They'll help me get it out in a sense because I am, yeah, I'm me. Secondly, I want, did I say secondly after I said six things? Anyways, next, I want that person to be able to understand me. So being able to empathize with me, that's, it's important. And typically people who, people who hold power, or people who aren't a part of disadvantaged groups. Don't know how to empathize with others. They don't know how it feels. They can't imagine putting themselves in someone else's shoes. So that's important. Um, so yeah, that's all I have for the reason I would never date a toxic masculine man. Now, I'm sure there are other reasons. I just can't think of them right now, but I charge you with this. If you are a woman listening to this podcast and there is a man in your life, a child in your life who is of the male species, think about, think about why they are the way they are. Now, am I saying give all men a pass? Hell no, I would never say that. I would never say that because if you know better, you do better. And I feel like there's too much literature out there. Social media is out there like you, you will have to be a fool to not see anything on being on toxic masculinity. You would be a fool, but especially for the younger ones who are growing, take your time with them let them express their emotions. Like my nephew, I love, I absolutely love when he comes to me and he expresses his feelings about anything. Like just, I didn't like when this happened and he talks about it. Now sometimes does he want to get rowdy and fight, but it's, it's just because we're playing like, that's just how we play. Yeah. Sometimes, but give them the space to actually express themselves. Let them know it's okay to be sad. Like, some he was let down by his mom and I was like are you mad at her he was like I'm not mad I'm just really disappointed I just really thought that blah, blah blah like he expressed it and that is beautiful let our little black and brown boys express themselves and stop being so hard on them they don't have to grow up they don't have to be treated like a man at an early age I was talking to one of my coworkers about this and it's like we always feel the need to give Black and brown children a reality check. We always feel the need to sort of humble them and be like, no, I'm going to check you right now and let you know because this is how the world is going to treat you. And I don't know. Like, I, could, I see the benefit of it and that's the way I was raised. Um, definitely had that reality check. Well, I don't know. What would happen if we didn't suppress them? What would happen if we did raise our little Sean's like Karens, what would happen and not to feel entitled, but just to feel like I can do anything, not second guess anything and to actually feel like my feelings are valid and they matter. Like that would be beautiful. So the little ones, most importantly, give them that space to express themselves. Don't suppress their emotions. Don't invalidate any of their emotions. Them crying is valid. Them being happy is valid. Them being in love is valid, and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be the same thing. Now for you old niggas out there, y'all, I don't know what to tell y'all because I refuse to try to help you and it's not because I um no it is I just don't have time for it figure it out yourself you're old enough you can read just like I know how to read I don't know especially if you're over the age of 25 get out just get out I have nothing else to say to you well thank you so much I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast tell me what you think about this what do we think about um toxic masculinity and the way women promote it am i wrong is there a way to help the men 25 and up tell me find this post on instagram and respond please share this episode with a friend there's no reason to keep this to yourself why would you be so selfish to not share this podcast with somebody like i really i'm looking at y'all funny right now the fact that you would be so selfish not to share this knowledge with somebody in your life you should be you should be ashamed of yourself. Bye.